Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today my guest is Mark Howe, the Director of Business Development and Client Relations at Thompson, Dorfman, Swetman. Welcome to the program. Happy to be here, David. Thank you for the invitation. So tell us about yourself and your firm. Well, I've been at uh, TDS for about 11 years now. I was actually headhunted out to create the department in uh, late 2008. Um, It was actually the first law firm marketing department in Manitoba, which uh, came with some challenges because there was no local precedence. And I came actually from the grain trade. So I've often described that experience as moving to a new country and entering into an arranged marriage. Hopefully uh, it's been an arranged marriage that has worked out. Not all of them do. Yeah, no, it certainly was a transition in the first few years, but things are in a very good place now. TBS has been around a long time, 1887, in fact. that doesn't mean we're stuck in the past. You know, the past is our foundation, but we're really about uh, forward-looking. TDS is the largest uh, independent law firm in Manitoba, around 100 lawyers or so. Uh, we recently opened an office in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which is the province just to the west of Manitoba. For those of you who are Googling map of, Ma- of Canada right now, I guess one other element of TDS that's uh, somewhat unique is we have an in-house corporate development firm called Acumen. So we have the benefit of being able to assist clients with professional services and needs beyond legal services. And Acumen, in addition to Winnipeg, has a, uh, a small office in Atlanta, Georgia. Interesting. Talk to us a little bit about those services. What does Acumen provide? So, you know, the, the smaller to mid-sized companies often don't have an in-house corporate development department. So if they want to grow strategically, either entering new markets, raising capital, mergers and acquisitions, you know, the, the non-legal aspects of M&A, mm-hmm. um, they come in and complement the executive team um, to help plan and execute whatever the strategic initiative is. So uh, that that was a significant change in development when that happened. And uh, I guess as far as change, the last 18 months, We've had a ton of change, uh, moved to a new office, new leadership, open offices in new markets, a record number of lateral hires, a new compensation system was rolled out. We did a brand refresh and made the largest technology investment in the firm's history. So it reminds me of one of my favorite sayings is, if you don't like change, you'll like irrelevance even less. Yeah, that's right. So, so we really have embraced change. Sounds like it. And you describe TDS as a forward-looking firm. But we're still in an industry that struggles with modern ways of doing business. What, in your view, is the greatest challenge regional firms face when it comes to legal business development? I think the, the mid-sized regional firms get squeezed in the middle. The, uh, no, they have the higher overhead. You know, A small firm is maybe a little less of a complex organism. Mm-hmm. than a mid-sized regional firm. But on the flip side, the mid-sized regional firms don't have the resources that the big national or global firms have. And so I think the impact that has on the marketing and BD departments and someone 
like me that heads up those departments is we have a lot of demands, but a relatively small team. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, uh, at least for me, I found I, I often get what I call stuck in the marketing weeds. And often I find that urgent trumps important. Makes sense. So how do you recalibrate your role so that you can focus on that second quadrant, the important but not necessarily urgent? I guess that really started just over a year ago. Um, Acumen Corporate Development, as I mentioned, they have an Atlanta office. So uh, Alan is the guy that runs that office. Um, I was getting some coaching kind of on a weekly basis and uh, was really just having a sounding board, um, an outside perspective. Um, One thing that I certainly think I developed was um, improvements on internal communication effectiveness and just having, you know, an outside perspective kind of gave uh, the benefit of diversity of thought. So that helped sometimes approach a problem from a different angle. So that was about a year that I had this coaching program that was underway. And then late 2019, we had a new COO come on board. And that uh, timing was really ideal for restructuring the department. And so it worked very, very closely with the CEO late last year into early this year. And it's still kind of playing out now, really looking at the whole purpose and mandate of the department right down to updating job descriptions, getting role clarity, looking at what's inside the department that should be moved out of the department, what's outside the department that should be moved in the department. We changed titles, reporting structure. And I think what that hopefully does, back to the marketing weeds, is having a healthy separation between marketing and business development because obviously they're separate, but they're they're linked. They're like two halves of a whole and my my new role will be exclusively focused on client relations and business development, more of a client-facing role, uh, an increased internal advisory role with our lawyers. So I'll be out of the day-to-day marketing and really just kind of kept in the loop. Is the idea to hire people who report to you who can navigate those marketing weeds so that they stay off of your plate? Yes. So There'll be pure marketing people, and then we're creating a middle position, a manager position that the marketing uh, team will report to this new manager role, and then I'll only have one direct report, uh, this new manager. And in addition to the HR slash management functions, the marketing manager will also oversee all of the marketing and provide strategic direction, which will allow me to kind of have that separation. So it sounds like your department is going to look very different in the coming months, and that will free up your focus so that you can uh, dedicate more time to client development. When you describe the role, it is client-facing, not prospect-facing. Is that accurate? Uh, It will be both. It'll be client-facing and uh, prospect-facing. There will be, a, uh, I guess, an indirect BD element and then a direct BD element as well. Interesting. Can you elaborate on internal versus external facing BD as it relates to your role? Yes, I think it's important to have mandate clarity or role clarity there. So my my role is going to essentially be a combination of the two. So there'll be a supporting role behind the scenes with lawyers, you know, assisting them with 
preparing for client meetings, um, helping with follow-up after meetings with prospects. There'll also be a more of a out-of-the-office client-facing um, role where I attend meetings with lawyers when we're meeting with prospective clients. And then from time to time, when it makes sense, I have also met just solo myself um, with potential clients because obviously I know our services, I know who has the expertise in the particular area, and so um, I'm really able to connect the potential client with the ideal lawyer for their particular situation. Parenthetically, I just have to applaud you and the firm for having the wherewithal to restructure such that there will be a dedicated person on client development. As it's often said, until you have someone whose job it is to focus on a particular part of the business, that's just going to stay on a wish list, right? There has to be someone to champion that. And it sounds like that someone is going to be you. So what do you see as key ingredients to business development success, especially now that you're going to be taking an external facing perspective? Good question. I think there's really several key ingredients. Um, and I believe we, we do have them all in place right now. In no particular order, leadership, we we do a full buy-in and support from the top. The managing partner is very much on side, visibly on side and supportive. In fact, I can't recall in the last two years where there's been some kind of an internal meeting or town hall uh, where he hasn't mentioned the importance of BD. So obviously, if you don't have that, you're kind of dead in the water. Another element which I think exceeded everyone's expectations was uh, we moved to a brand new building that just opened called True North Square. Um, we we're the first tenants in the building and something like space, I, I don't think we appreciated the impact that it could have. So as compared to renovating existing space, there's some limitations to what you can do, but a brand new space where you can start from scratch. There was some very thoughtful and intentional design layout. So there's a lot more breakout areas, a lot more collaborative spaces. And the result from that has been silos have been broken down. There's much more of a, a team feeling now. Well, while we were always collegial, there's certainly more of a team feeling. And so I think the culture has really evolved. So I think that's another key element. Uh, a few other things that's been said that success breeds success. So we continuously communicate success stories internally. Like most firms, I think nowadays we have a metrics program. I think that helps with buy-in. We've tied BD planning to lawyers' budget allocation. We've tied CRM utilization to expense reimbursement. And I think another element that's maybe sometimes overlooked is business development and marketing are different skill sets. So my roots are really in B2B sales, so I'm kind of coming full circle now. And because it is a different skill set, I've, I think I've seen some firms that have maybe hired someone that's really a marketing person and kind of put them in a BD role and kind of use the two terms interchangeably. But, you know, like a corporate lawyer and a, and a litigator, they're, they're both practicing law, but it's just a different skill set. So um, a lot of really interesting ideas are being implemented here. It sounds like some of those ideas may have come from uh, external influence through the coaching that you referenced. Some of this has come from leadership. Some of this has obviously come from you. Uh, where are you going for inspiration and new ideas? Yeah, I guess um, there's a couple areas that come to mind immediately. 
One would be that um, actually I've stopped driving to work relatively recently and started taking public transit mainly because I found I just didn't have time to read anymore with the work demands, young kids, family, all that sort of thing. And so now my commute each way, um, I've made significant progress on getting through this collection of business and strategy and personal development books I've been collecting over the past number of years. So that's been one, listening to podcasts like this one, webinars, that sort of thing. The other big one would be conferences. I've, of course, been to LMA and some of the the other um, leading legal marketing conferences. But the one, if I had to pick one that I found the most impactful were the Manitoba law firm member of Lex Mundi. And so the Lex Mundi Marketing and BD conferences have been uh, critical to success, I would say. I'm probably a bit biased because I was formerly on the leadership as the regional vice chair North America for the Marketing and BD Committee, but um, I think what Lex, the Lexmundi conferences have been helpful with is they're mostly mid-sized regional firms with similar problems, similar challenges, similar initiatives to TDS. Number one, number two, there's not a lot of market overlap, so most firms are not viewed as competitors, and so what that means is the sharing that's taken place has sometimes been astonishing um, and the I guess the third and final element would be that because the conferences are not hundreds or a thousand people they're more like 50 to 60 people is you really do get to know people trust people even develop per, um, personal friendships kind of lifelong relationships so um, you know, there's been lots of peers like Steve Bell, Melanie Green, David Sanders, many others, you know who you are, um, that have mentored me over the years. And I honestly don't think I'd be where I am today without their help. So if you're listening, thank you. Well, I can appreciate why Lex Mundi is at the top of your list. I've also had the pleasure of attending uh, one of those conferences, and uh, they really are uh, everything that you just described. Well, Mark, we really appreciate having you on the program today and sharing your perspective. It sounds like the firm is uh, setting up a lot of really exciting transitions and your role is going to be part of that transition. So we wish you all the best and, and lots of luck in the months ahead. Well, thank you, David. And also thank you for the opportunity to participate. I know there's been some pretty uh, heavy hitters on your podcast, so it's humbling to be part of it. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.